0: Welcome to the Trio Wellbeing Podcast, episode number nine. Um today's episode I will be talking about a recent um a recent study that's kind of gone under the radar and I think there's reasons for that but I'll I'll touch on all this stuff. But um a study that's gone on under under the radar that came out at the end of July, so about a month ago now. Um First thing I want to do is, is thank uh, Lindsay for, from Titan Nutrition for being on the podcast previously. It was a really interesting episode and lots of positive feedback and hopefully this one will be just as helpful for very different reasons. It's going to be me just on my own discussing this. Um, I have got books to hand. I've got my MacBook to hand. I am as prepared for this in some sense as I as as I want to be, I guess, because I don't want it to be just a case of me reeling off lots of stats and statistics and whatever else, because I want to try and make it as um, connected to people as possible and and make it relatable and understandable. So it's gonna be an element of trying to draw from different things. Um, So yeah, hopefully this will be of interest to people. So the study came out is um it was from just going on to my macbook now to have a little look just to make sure we've got our bases covered it was from the university college of london um, and it was produced it came out statistics or the actual study itself came out on the 20th of july so university college of london have tested the effectiveness of SSRIs so f- for anyone who doesn't know uh, who anyone may be listening to this for the first time first of all there's a there's a video I've put up on my um, social media uh, pages discussing what SSRIs are however I will go into that again because in the interest of making sure that people understand exactly what we're talking about an SSRI is um, it's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor which basically means so that they they're the primary cause of or primary cause primary medication that are diagnosed for people with mental health issues so an SSRI the the theory behind it and the idea and how they they are um, let's say alleged to work or supposed to work is they stop a certain amount of serotonin being absorbed into uh, sort of within the brain after it's been transmitted. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter that gets passed around uh, within the brain. Um, What happens is as the serotonin gets passed around, you know, transmitting messages between the brain, a certain amount of it is reabsorbed, which means there's less of it circulating in the brain. And this is the this is the theory behind how SSRIs works. Is that it stops a certain amount of that serotonin being reabsorbed, keeping more of it in circulation within the brain, leading to um, uh, elevated mood and improved mood, etc. So that is that is the theory behind an SSRI. So hopefully that hopefully that makes sense and that clarifies kind of what I mean when I say SSRI is is is. That's the purpose of an SSRI is, is it stops it stops a certain amount of serotonin to be reabsorbed so you have more of it circulating in the brain, basically, and keeping mood elevated. Now, that's really important because the whole basis of um, drug prescriptions, etc., is that that's how they work. That's what that's what it does. That elevates mood. But there's, been, there's some pushback on that. Um, so... There's no. Hmm, I'm trying to think how to, to put this. There's no. There's no way of accurately measuring serotonin levels within the brain. Or certainly not not. Not ways that are particularly safe and accessible to to people. Let's say there's one that's mentioned in a book called "The Inflamed Mind," which talks about you can take. A sample the most accurate way of measuring it would be to take a sample from the spinal cord um, but that in itself is still there's still um, critique of that so the closest measurement you could get for serotonin w- within the brain would be a serotonin uh, let's say a serotonin test uh, from the spinal cord which in itself is expensive and also extraordinarily painful apparently according to the book and people have, have, um, had it done. So it's not something that's going to be readily available. And even still, it's not considered a particularly accurate measurement of serotonin. So again, this is all really important because the idea of the, uh, the antidepressants and, um, yeah, let's just say antidepressant medications that people are taking is that the theory is you are deficient in serotonin. However, there's nothing to accurately suggest that. Um, and the, the analysis from the University College of London has come out and has said depression, this is, this is an analysis on their website. Um, it says, depression is probably not caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain, a new study shows. Now, it's, it's quite a long read, um, but basically what, what the, the what the test the the circumstances of the test where they were able to as accurately as possible de- stop people or, or, or decrease pe- a person's ability to produce serotonin by basically removing certain proteins within within them it's all very complex and I again I don't I don't fully understand it I hold my hands up to that completely and equally I'm not going to then try and um relay that to someone as as knowledge because it's not it would just be reading something i don't understand so yeah it's so so they've come out and have said that there's nothing there's nothing to suggest that depression is actually caused by a lack of chemicals in the brain however we still continue to take a huge amount of How, how, how am i trying to say this we don't take we we still we still believe 100% in in the th- in the theory of take ssris to increase serotonin levels even though that's something that's been uh very recently discredited to some extent by the University College of London and something that i've read in again in this book the inflamed mind which first came out uh let me just Try and find this in the front here. So I think it was first published in 2018. Is when this book first was first published, I believe. Um, I will always make sure that's the case. Yeah. So 2018, and that that was a theory that came out a little while ago, and it's just been substantiated again. I think what I should probably do as well at this point is emphasize to people that. If you are taking SSRIs, do not just stop taking them. I cannot stress that enough. If you're taking medications, don't stop. To, don't just suddenly stop taking them. Okay, that's really, really, really important for me to emphasize. All I'm trying to do with this this podcast and this information is to let people know the the claims behind what their medication does what the science is suggesting and just giving people the information to kind of go from there that again that is not to suggest just stop taking medications if you're taking medications continue to do so just be inquisitive about what it is and consult with your gp if you're gonna if you consider doing anything or you think you want to stop taking them or reduce your medic your your dosage whatever it is i can't stress that enough like just Speak to your GP. Very, very important. And I may revisit that as a, as a as a backstop quite regularly because I think that's important, is that it's not for me to say, stop taking anything. Absolutely not. So, okay, so, so kind of just getting back to where we were. Um, w- there's so many different ways and so many different things to consider here. So the science suggests that A lack of serotonin is, A, not very easy to prove. A lack of serotonin within the brain is very, very difficult to prove. That's what the science is showing. Studies have confirmed that as recently as July. Um, However, the theory behind SSRIs is that we're deficient in serotonin. So why is that? And why why is information like this 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 study that's come out recently why is it so um difficult difficult to come by the information is not readily available it's not being you know shouted about from the rooftops that actually this is quite a massive development potentially in in how we understand the antidepressant market to to be and i think it's it's not for me to be cynical necessarily but I think it's also important that I acknowledge it which is there's a lot of money to be made out of SSRIs and antidepressants so uh, let me just I'm just going to find an article Um, yeah I'm just looking through the, uh, the pages on my MacBook so bear with me whilst I find it so Okay, so this is on uh, GlobeNewsWire.com, and this is um, according to a report published by Allied Market Research, the antidepressant drugs market accounted for 13.7 billion in 2016 and is estimated to reach uh, 15.98 billion by 2023, which is huge. Uh, North America is the highest contributor in the antidepressant market in 2019, um, which isn't a surprise because their medical, um, the medical system allows advertising of drugs. So w- what I mean by that is if you've, if you've ever been to America and watched television over there, I think I saw somewhere recently, now this isn't a fact that I have definitely to hand, but something like 75% or 70% of all advertising Uh, On television in America is um, um, some sort of medical um, incentive or some sort of medical intervention let's say which is an astonishing number I'm pretty sure it's that high but that I can't guarantee but it's extraordinarily high so that would probably explain why North America is a high contributor in antidepressants now this 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 was projected in so this article um, from um allied market research was in august of 2020 so we're kind of always six months or five months into the pandemic at that point so i dare say the antidepressant market has probably grown even faster than that since that point so the point being going back to the, the original kind of thing i was trying to make there was why is it so difficult to get this information and why is it not being so massively explored and shouted about now it's important to mention that there is a financial component to that, I would imagine. It makes an extraordinary extraordinary amount of money in across the globe. Say it makes an extraordinary amount of money across the globe. So it would be foolish to not suggest that perhaps there's some element of that that plays a part in it. I'm trying to, and I've tried to think about other reasons why this information would be less... Uh, accessible and less kind of spoken about and I'm struggling to come up with something that I think is a reasonable argument as to why this wouldn't be more common knowledge Um, and and if anyone has any other uh, um, view on this then by all means but the fact that it's this information this idea of what, Sarah, what ssris claim to do and what the science says in in contrast to that if anyone's got any understanding as to why that information's not been um massively explored then then please let me know because i'm i'm having difficulty trying to figure it out i think so yeah i don't i don't really know where this podcast is going to go or where it's going to finish but i think the key the key element for me is like i say explaining what ssris do or alleged to do what the science suggests and then just putting it out there again that i'm not suggesting stop taking your medications if you take them then, then great and i think even e- even if ssris are not as as effective or do exactly what they claim to do which is what is being alleged the placebo effect is a very real thing like that, that can be enormous for some people now that's not suggesting they're just a placebo because it's not but it is something that I do think okay my experience of seeing it is that sometimes just taking something will give someone an impression of a change and that can be really important as well so sometimes sp like talking specifically from like a practice perspective now from my like my own kind of private practice you see sometimes the things that people have gone through and experienced have been so um, unbelievably traumatic and difficult that they don't even know where to start with how to begin to express it or connect with it or, or or kind of um, come to terms with everything that's happened now sometimes if they're taking uh, an antidepressant it it elevates it elevates their mood to an extent even if it's just a a fraction it may elevate their mood and their position and their resilience to a point where they then feel they're able to start beginning uh, they're able to start to begin to address the issues that have 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 kind of plagued them throughout their life so it has it has and they and SSRIs do have their their place there's no question about it and if like I say it is purely just a placebo which is not what I'm suggesting but if it is just a placebo then that would be that would be equally as effective I guess to that extent like if it if it enables people gives people a a slight elevation in their mood and it allows them to then confront some of the things they haven't been able to previously well then that's that's massively powerful I would say so yeah again I don't want to I don't want this to seem like I'm just bashing SSRIs or antidepressants or anything like that it's not that it's just a case of this is this is the facts these are the facts that are coming out Um, it's not brand new it's not a brand new idea that you know SSRIs or that depression is the, the the challenges to the idea that depression is caused by low low serotonin have been there for years and years. This isn't a new phenomenon basically. It's certainly been here since at least twenty eighteen from the the book that I'm referring to or have referred to a few times. So yes, there's lots there's lots of other routes I could go down with regards to like let's say medical companies and prescriptions and all that sort of stuff and I I I think I'm actually going to refrain from doing that because I don't want it. I don't want the the podcast to get more and more, let's say, um, skeptical and 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 kind of, you know, I I don't want it to have that tinge to it. But if you want to do your research on that, you can. I dare say, and and I and I know actually that I know the answer to this. But like, if you look into it, you'll be astonished at how many prescriptions there are and that sort of thing. But. I don't, I don't want to go into that and, and have talk about that purely on the podcast because, again, like I say, I want it just to be about the claim, the science, and then marrying those two up as an idea. So this might be um, an interesting place for me to kind of um, talk uh, or, or go onto, I'm on the NHS website here, and I'm now talking from, I'm quoting their website on how SSRIs work listen the language in it is also um, quite quite important so it says how ssris work it's thought that ssris work by <laughs> a good start it's thought that ssris work by increasing serotonin levels in the brain serotonin is a neurotransmitter uh, a chemical message uh, a chemi- a messenger chemical that carries signals between nerve cells in the brain which i spoke about earlier it's thought to have a good influence on mood emotion and sleep um, it then goes on to say after carrying a message serotonin is usually reabsorbed by the nerve cells uh, ssris work by blocking reuptake meaning more serotonin is available to pass further messages between nearby nerve cells again which i discussed earlier it says it would be too simplistic to say that depression and related mental health conditions are caused by low serotonin levels but a rise in serotonin levels can improve symptoms and make people more responsive to other types of treatments such as cbt which is the NHS's kind of go-to, they always steer people towards CBT for other reasons which I'm not going to get into, but the language is really important. It's like, it's thought, it's thought, that, that, that sort of um, terminology is not, it's not based on anything, or doesn't appear to be based on absolutes, which I think if, if you're taking, I think most people are taking SSRIs. Mm. Let me think about this idea. I think most people who take SSRIs would assume that what they're taking is based on absolute undeniable fact that it will increase serotonin levels and that we know their serotonin levels are low. Something like that. And we simply don't know that. There's more and more information that's coming out to suggest that it's not low serotonin levels that are causing depression. We've been basically aiming at depression and mental health issues with the same machinery and arsenal that we've had since SSRIs developed in the very or first patented in the very late 80s. It's not. It's it's not working. Depression and mental health issues are on the rise. They're continuative rise. So the, the the tools we have at our disposal are not doing the job currently. That's really really key. And the fact that think of it like this if we were still using the same treatment methods from the late 80s on things like diabetes or cancer or heart disease that would be a pretty poor state of a a pretty poor showing of where we are but we're still doing the same things that we have been doing since the late 80s for mental health issues and they're not getting any better the medication the primary medications that we're using are on a science that is not being proven and people don't understand that enough which is why i want to do this podcast and talk about it um i think that would be a good place for me to kind of wrap up this podcast actually it's like yeah we're doing the same things we've done for, for over 30 years and it's not improving the science is is the science is also showing that how we're aiming at it and how, how we're trying to approach it is probably not the right way. And I think people should know that because people are taking SSRIs and antidepressants probably in the faith, in good faith, that, that what they're taking is absolutely going to make a difference. And that's, that's not necessarily the case. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave that there, I think. And I think if, um, if anyone has got feedback or questions and would like to know more, um, about this episode specifically or any episodes I've done previously, or would like to know about, um, what I do, who I am, contact me. You can contact me through social media. Everything is Trio Wellbeing. You can also go to the website, which is triowellbeing.com, um, and by all means, contact me and I would, um, I would love to, to hear your feedback. I would love to hear from you regarding anything that I can help with. So, um, yeah, thank you, everyone.